Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Uh, welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Thank goodness we found those glasses, Pastor. Yeah. They were yeah. hidden. Yeah, sitting right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. They were right <laughs> smack. In fr- you're looking in your jacket, you're feeling all your pockets, and I'm just smiling at you because I, I and, saw them the whole time. And you're ready to kick it off. Another, yeah. another program with, oh, brother, my, yeah. my Pastor Ken. Unbelievable. You know, Pastor, you know you know the, the part of the scripture, manna from heaven just keeps falling? Yeah. yeah. We're doing this show with you? Manna from heaven, man. <laughs> it's just you give me material every, every week. Pastor, yeah. you know. I'm just kidding, man. It's good to see you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mike. I'm excited about today's show. Tom Roy from UPI, who has just been phenomenal for us and and giving us really good guests, um, sent along our our, our guest phone number and and name. And and when I got Gavin Floyd on my phone, I went, man, I know Gavin Floyd. I was a big fan of his. He was a really good pitcher when he was with Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, he was also with the Atlanta Braves, Cleveland Indians, Toronto Blue Jays. And we have a chance to talk with Gavin today on Faith in the Zone, and I'm excited about it. Hey, Gavin, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How you been? Oh, absolutely. No problem. Uh, good, good. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Hey, we're it's cold up here in Wisconsin. Gavin, I know that uh, you're living in Florida, and I don't... Look, I, I would love to be on Clearwater Beach eat, eating a Frenchie's grouper, grouper sandwich. That's where I'd like to be right about now. You're familiar with that place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've had a grouper sandwich before. Yeah, I'm telling you, anytime I'm down there, my brother Tim, who lives in Tarpon Springs, says, hey, let's get over to uh, Clearwater Beach and, and get to Frenchie's have a grouper sandwich. And when it's, it's seven degrees and it's windy here and, and you're kind of making fun of us, you boys down south, you're right, man. It, it it would be a lot easier to be hanging out with you guys down there. Hey, let's talk a little <laughs> bit, if we can, this first segment um, about your upbringing, where you were, uh, where you were raised, and and a little bit about your high school career. Um, I grew up in Maryland. Uh, I had uh, two brothers. Uh, we were a big sports family. Um, my my parents 
uh, would would just rotate us around from one gig to another, you know, a sport in every season. So we're a big sports fam- family. And um, growing up, we uh, I always picked on my brother. He always beat up on me, and <laughs> I I returned the favor on my younger brother. You know. <laughs> oh, so you were in the middle. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. It was, uh, uh, it was a fun little household. So, um, but it, you know, there was enough, uh, there was, I was closer to my older brother than my younger brother. So my older brother, we had, uh, I was able to ride on his coattails a little bit more than my younger brother could with me, but, um, we, we still had our bouts. It was fun <laughs> looking back. <laughs> you know, Gavin, w- Kathy and I, we, we have four boys. Mike coached most of them. He coached really almost all my guys. And, uh, we, I mean, when you're talking about, uh, you know, the Bible says a brother is born for adversity. Uh, w- w- we saw it often in our house. So when you were just talking about beating up on your little brother, their little brother now is uh, like 6'4", 220, and he's a Army Ranger, so there's no beating up on him there's, anymore. And I, yeah. I don't even want to coach him anymore, man. I'm not telling him to get on the line and give me a line. Uh-uh. I'll just do it myself. I. Man, there, is, these... there is a point where where your your brothers are like, um, I can't do that anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> they so back and it hurt. Yeah, so when you were talking about it, I was identifying. I'm thinking, man, I'm telling Kathy to listen to the, to the broadcast <laughs> Sunday because she's going to love it. Think, oh, I know exactly how it was. I tell mothers uh, uh, that are having all, that have all boys. I said, y- you women are just flat tough, and they look at me and they go, no, we're tired. We're tired. <laughs> And I have three grandsons that live right across the street, Keegan, Logan, and Beckett. I call it a key lobby for the three of them. And it's I think it's eight, six, and four. And this youngest one, Gavin, this youngest one, man, I'm telling you, he is just, he is so ornery. And he just makes (laughs) me laugh. He says things that you just kind of shake your head, but he's the one that will be in charge of this group, man. Oh, my goodness. Hey, were you a multi-sport athlete then? Uh, yeah, up until, uh, a certain point I, I played, um, pretty much, uh, I tried everything. The only thing I didn't try was, uh, hockey. So I wanted to try, it was too late and it's too expensive. Sure. But, um, we, um, a matter of fact, my son, uh, this is a very side story, but my, I have a seven year old son and the first sport he ever wanted to play was, was hockey. Really? <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, let's go yeah, for that's... it. Yeah, you that's. Know? And down in Florida, there's is there is there uh, much hockey going on in the area that you're living? Uh, well, there you know you have the the Tampa Bay Lightning that are real yep. popular, so they're they're really kind of uh, building a brand down here for Florida hockey. And I think there's a lot of followers and people that are uh, picking up the game early, you know. And it's uh, it's been good for the area in that respect. That's it's probably odd. hard to get ice in 90 degree <laughs> weather, but right. they figure it out somehow. <laughs> You, you can get it indoors somehow. Yeah, or yeah. you can move up this way. Just go out to the lake, man. You can no no worries, no worries at all on that. Hey, looking at uh, some doing some research, you you were committed. I think you were going. Uh, was it South Carolina that you you were ready to go uh, to college, University of South Carolina? Uh, as a, I think it was a senior, I committed in between junior and senior. I committed to South Carolina. Um, we, um, my brother was going there and, uh, my older brother and he was going to be a junior and, or he was a junior when I was a senior in high school. So, um, 
we uh I knew they had a really good baseball program and uh and that was kind of uh if I was gonna go the baseball route that was uh I wanted to or college route I wanted to be be on a good team and and somebody that's gonna, you know, challenge me and be in a good league and stuff like that. Well and and then Pastor, I don't know if you got to read this, but he was the fourth overall selection in the two thousand and one draft and I think that kind of makes your decision for you at that point. The mm-hmm. Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> selected him right out of high school with the fourth pick in the draft, and and uh, off to minor league baseball. Uh, Gavin yeah. went. Gavin, what? When you look back at your years in in the minor leagues, you know we talked to a lot of guys again with the help from Tom Roy and UPI. A lot of guys that that played um, professional baseball. And guys on this show on Faith in the Zone talk about how difficult, you know, it was to 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 be in the minor leagues if they're trying to walk worthy. And I know that it was a little bit later on um, in your life when you accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. But those days in the minor leagues, man, there's a lot of a lot of distractions, uh, a lot of temptation when you're in 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 the minors. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I um, I was in the major leagues when when I came to Christ, so it was. Um... A little later than so i as a young kid at 18 in a pro ball you know away from family and i mean with guys that have three years of college under their belt and and you have zero and you're going from high school to on your own it's uh there's a lot of uh downtime and a lot of uh things that um you get thrown in that you uh you learn you experience and um, you know, I wasn't a, a believer at the time, so I um, had no um, restrictions on a lot of things. But I mean, I um, it's I watched. You know, what was cool is when I when I was uh, in AAA and Double A, mainly AAA. Um, I was wa- watching guys. You know, I wasn't a believer at the time, and. Um, but I did go to chapel once in a while, you know, kind of, uh, hope, hope for a good start, you know, yeah, good, good little good luck charm. That's, you know, we yeah, hear yeah. that a lot too. You bet. <laughs> it's funny how you try to mustard something, you know, it baseball's your world, you know? So it's, uh, um, you try anything, I guess, uh, to get, get a good, uh, good roll of, of starts or a good start, but, um, it was the wrong thing to do, obviously. But I, um, when I, um, when I was in AAA, I watched guys that you know carried around their Bibles. Were um, I, I, I had uh, a girlfriend at the time, but my my wife now. But she, uh, they were walking, um, you know, faithfully, you know, and and cared about guys and uh, didn't you know, loved their wives, uh, you know, and, and respected that relationship and, and that commitment and were faithful to them. And, and that was kind of um, eye-opening to me because I was kind of like, man, that's, they got something special, you know, and I, I obviously learned a little bit later what that was, but it was mm-hmm. those guys that you, you play around that, that live, um, you know, uh, live their relationship out with Christ in, in a clubhouse and in, a, in, a, in the baseball work setting, it's, uh, it's, uh, different, you know, it's very different. And, but at the same time you, you look at them, you're like, man, there's, 
they're they're men of integrity. They're men of character. They're men of um, respect. You can trust them. Uh, it was just something that I was like, man, that's something that I wanted. Yeah. So they they were really great examples to you. Uh, yeah. hey, Gavin, did, so when when you went minor leagues, did they send you? I mean, did you go right into single A or did you go double A? What what, what did what, tell 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 our listeners here a little bit of what transpired there with you? Um, I when I was out of came out of high school, I went straight to um, a low A um, Lakewood, New Jersey, which was um, um, high or oh, low A at the time. Well, it still is low A, and um, been a full year there um i went to uh high a the next day which was in clearwater florida and then well, that, the that was day, a nice promotion year. yeah wow. you know it it uh i lived here at the time because when i got 18 you know uh you move here and there's a lot of benefits from that and and to be around the local organization to work out and get kind of serious and on their program mm-hmm. but it, i got to live at home you know it was it was really cool oh well you know, my new home. Sure. And, uh, yeah. But the, you know, it was uh, looking back on a story, you know, a couple of stories as a pitch, starting pitcher, you, in between starts, you'd have to go in the stands, you know, do some charting, do some radar gun. And, uh, and there's some day games there where you're in, uh, you're in college shirt and shorts and, and baking in the 98 degree weather. And, and you're just uh, dying out there sweating and, they feel like the sun's on burning your head and you oh, it's like it was uh it was it was hot <laughs> hey i had a, a guy that i coached young guy that i coached in uh um au basketball and his dad is a really good friend of mine and he went to high school here in wisconsin and he got drafted um by the the rays and he uh left-handed pitcher he got drafted in the ninth round and and he went down to Florida, and he was there for two years, and and he he had arm trouble. He's now down in Chicago at DePaul um, University getting his degree, and he said, "I never want to go to Florida again." He said, "Man," when he and he said the same thing you were saying. Look, you know, I get done doing the work I have to do, and then I've got to go chart, and I've got to do this and that, and I'm baking in this in the sun. He uh, said it's too hot for me. I he he didn't enjoy being in Florida very much. Yeah, you're on borderline heat, heat like uh, exhaustion. I don't know what you call it, but it's like, uh, I mean, you try to hydrate and stuff, but you, you take a shower. I mean, you take a shower, you're done the day, you go out, and you're sweating like you didn't even go in a shower, right? <laughs> or you didn't even dry off. You know, it's like it's so hot, it's humid. You know, but yeah, um, my brother it, loves it. Doesn't it. take he... much time to get loose. That's for sure. That's for sure. We we're talking to Gavin Floyd, former major league pitcher with the Philadelphia Phillies. Around these uh, woods, uh, neck of the woods, Chicago White Sox is uh, is where you would remember him most. He had a great career with the, with the White Sox. He, he threw for Atlanta, to, uh, Cleveland Indians, Toronto Blue Jays. He is our special guest for the entire hour. Next segment, we'll talk to Gavin about his testimony and uh, talk a little bit about his walk and uh, you know certainly his faith and how it's affected his life professionally and personally. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. 
Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, He's Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest this week, he is Gavin Floyd, former Major League Baseball pitcher, Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, Atlanta Braves, the Indians, and the Blue Jays. Uh, Pastor, doing some research for the show, there was, uh, I read a number of articles about Gavin Floyd, and, and I, I read one, and then I grabbed the second one, couldn't put it down, grabbed the third one. Here's a quote that, that really jumped off the page for me. And it seemed like uh, it's like him and I are twins, I'm telling you. He said this, Gavin Floyd, I ended up isolating myself from the guys you used to hang out with and trying not to do what I used to do with them. I was becoming a Pharisee. For some reason, I felt like when I failed, I lost my salvation. And then, oh, I'm getting back. I'm getting back, getting focused and praying. And then I'd mess up again. And I had this weight of uh, my shoulders about trying to perform for God. I was trying to be perfect. But I couldn't do it, and I'm I'm telling you, man. I read that, and I read it again, and I literally took the article, made a copy, went right back to the guy that you know yeah, here at the yeah. station because a half hour prior we were just having this conversation, yeah. and I said, hey, you need to read this because Gavin Floyd, I, I don't think I could ever hit his fastball. Maybe his curve if he hung one, <laughs> but I can't. Him and I are like. Twins, Gavin, I'm only kidding with that. I always talk this kind of smack, but yeah, he talks please big. understand, when, yeah. when I read that you could throw at 95 or 93, you'd have to hang it pretty slow for me to catch up to any of that stuff. Yeah. So that that, yeah, no qu- that quote for yeah. me, yeah. just it just resonated perfect yeah. With, yeah. with what I was going through a while, especially when I was really just starting my walk um, as a with, Christian. Yeah, with the Lord, yeah. Well, Gavin, I, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know what our program's about, and uh, it's unlike anything that that I know of in the country where we are able to to talk to men like yourself, Gavin, who can can tell us really how your journey of faith began. You know, I mean, Jesus said you must be born again. John the Baptist kept preaching mm-hmm. that same message, and I hear so many times people go, "Well, I'm always I've always been a Christian." And yet, no, no, we, we're not always Christian. We, we, we need to come to, to the Savior, and that's our journey, how it begins. And so, Gavin, we'd love for you to just share with us your story, how that took place in your life. Um, you know, I, I think God kind of started—I mean, He's always touching our, uh, us and trying to get us to acknowledge Him and, and to surrender to Him, but I, I felt through— um, you know, hardships in baseball, I think really, I had baseball such a high, um, uh, on a pedestal in a sense, uh, before anything else. And when that was getting rocked and, and I was, uh, at a low, you know, not sure what, what life was, you know, if baseball's done, then, you know, what am I going to, you know, just all these big questions. And that kind of opened up a lot for, um, for God to, um, I started asking those big questions, you know, it's just, uh, and I remember reading bo- a couple books, uh, like Lee Strobel's case yep. for Christ. Yep. And that's a great one. And, um, 
the uh, golf sacred journey, the links of utopia, and um, and one one that when you're uh, mentioning that quote, one book called The Cure that um, that really uh, changed from performance to grace, and it was just like. I mean, talk about weight coming off the shoulders. It was amazing. But uh, God is so good, and it's just like um, it's a rejoice. It's a it's a praise when I when I was when I realized that it wasn't about me. It was about what He's done, you know. And mm-hmm. um, but when I was coming through baseball troubles, I um, I got traded to the White Sox, and um, and I did have an opportunity to to compete for a spot and stuff, and. I was able to, um, uh, you know, figure a little bit out in baseball, and but at the same time came under mentorship of uh, Mickey Weston from the White Sox and and Scott Linebrank, who was a uh, who was a bullpen guy who really kind of um, he was like, hey, you want to get together and just do a de- devotional, you know? And I was like, sure, you know, I was I was open to it. I was I was on my own, searching inside, and and we had a lot of great talks and. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, when you come to uh, read and 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 listen and and um, you're like, man, this is and you. And I came to like that intellectual of uh, of there's a lot of evidence here, uh, you know, and and he's real and and what happened was real. And when I came to that position, you know, obviously, I think it's not every. I think I don't know if everybody gets this point but you almost feel like you know you see you know a priest or a pastor no you know pastor ken you know um and you're like man i gotta be i gotta be them you know i, I mean i'm gonna have this like amazing switch that comes on and uh i'm gonna be like holy it's gonna be awesome and right. i i tried to uh uh i mean you do by because of jesus name but mm. but the the sanctification part is a lifelong process. Absolutely, and, it sure is. It, and, um, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, you're, you're right on. We're in Romans right now, and it's uh, three chapters there about sanctification. That's really God chipping off the sinful edges of my life now as his child, and uh, you, you're absolutely right. Gavin, let me just ask you one quick, did you have any church background when you were growing up at all with your, with your family? or? Um. I would say it was more like, you know, um, on holidays we'd go. Yeah, Christmas and Easter, uh, that kind of thing. Christmas and Easter, maybe a couple times in between if, you mm-hmm. know, they got us out of bed or something like that. But mm-hmm. it was—we um, didn't uh, practice it, per se, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more about being good good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, or, you know, just doing things right to, to others or—, or you know, it was a loving, a loving family, but we, and I went to a Catholic high school and, um, but the, they had, you know, subtle influences as far as, you know, just being around the face of Jesus on, on things and being in the, um, you know, Bible being taught a little bit and, yeah. you know, um, yeah, they... so I had a little bit influence, but not, um, I, I wouldn't say I had like um I didn't know how to really walk or anything like that or what that looked like. Well well a lot of times you know even like when uh, Mel Gibson came out with the passion of Christ 
you know, and you and you you see the historical evidence of what he did, he, you know, he, what he did on the cross, and yet you come away from that and you go, well, why did he do it? You know, I mean, it just yeah. it's like it never quite comes out, and mm. and so, you know, people can can have a head knowledge of who Jesus is or what the Bible says, and I know Mike, you've talked about it before, but you know, just this head knowledge isn't the answer that's not the faith because you know I, I can believe i can say i believe in abraham lincoln and george washington and and that that's not really making any changes well they you know they talked and we had somebody on that said look i knew jesus christ i knew him the same way i knew abraham lincoln yeah i knew all the stories yeah. i just didn't know him personally yeah at all yeah and so what at what point in in with the baseball when it kind of hit did you say man I am searching for an answer here and then and it sounds like maybe it was in Chicago with the coaches that you you said man I I want to know Jesus personally and invite him into my life is that, is that how that happened or when did that exactly happen you know um, it was it was kind of over a couple of years but um, I would say I was with the Phillies at the time when I okay. started reading books and stuff and. Right when I got traded, I started really kind of seeking, you know, like what, you know, who am I? You know, why are we here? Uh, and, you know, uh, who is God, you know, or, you know, what's my future look like? Or, you know, it was a lot of, you know, selfish questions, but at the same time, you know, a lot of good questions, too. Well, Gavin, um, you know, uh, one thing the Bible is pretty clear on is if God says, if you seek me, you will find me. And it sounds like that's exactly what was taking place in your life. Yeah, it, it was uh, to look back. You know, you look at how God brings people and and uh, even messages and and you know maybe a song or something like that. That he, I mean, he just brings so much to kind of lead you along. And when I um, came to the White Sox, I had Mickey Wesson was the chaplain for the White Sox and uh, Scott Linebreak they, they kind of helped me in the knowledge of God and, uh, and Mickey helped me uh, tremendously with, with my spiritual walk, but I didn't realize, uh, my need for a savior until like I tried to be my savior, you know, mm -hmm. until I try to be holy or try to try to fight the fight by my own bootstraps, you know, and realize that yeah. I, <laughs> you know, it's impossible. I mean, it's impossible to, to live, uh, that life by yourself. And, and when I read that book, the cure, and I mean, I read Romans about justification and, and it, it all came together and, and, uh, and sanctification, I, it, it all came together and I got it. And I was just like, God, you know, I, I need you. I need you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's uh, powerful. Do, and I, I need you to help. I need help. And that. <laughs> And and I I saw God work when I let go. It was uh, mm. uh, very powerful because I you know when you when you live a you know a certain amount of your life you know away from God you know you try to be a good person but you still have a lot of I mean those choices that you make and they accumulate and you don't at the time see the the, the effects they have down the road and when when I was trying to you know untangle those knots and, and, and messes, it was overwhelming for me. And that's when I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I need you. And that's when I, uh, received Christ and, mm -hmm. and, and was like, you know, uh, he's my savior.
savior, you know? Yeah. Gavin, you mentioned something, you, you know, you said you're trying to do it yourself and, 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 and then you say, man, I, I blew it here and I blew it here. And then all of a sudden it's amazing how those sins kind of start mounting up. You know, I try to tell people, Hey, you know, I'm a pretty good person. Let's say I only send 10 times a day. Well, if Kathy's not listening to the broadcast today, let's say I only try to send three times a day. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm pretty good. You know, uh, yeah. maybe I only got mad at one driver on the road today and or whatever it might be. But three sins times 365 days of the year is well over a thousand. And if I live to be 70, my word, I have 80 something thousand, 85,000, 88,000 sins to my shame. And it, it only takes one sin to separate me from God. So, I mean, we are desperate when God says, hey, I'm not lowering the standard down. You have to be perfect. And uh, mm-hmm. what you what you discovered was, man, I'm a sinner and Jesus is perfect. And he is the one who paid for me to know I can live with God one day. And uh, yeah. I, I just went when you said, man, the sins kind of just they seem like they kept mounting up. I thought, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So how many how many and I grew up in a Catholic school as well. Gavin, yeah, they told me to carry the Bible. Don't open it. We'll let you know what's in it. But I grew up thinking if I was just a good kid, had I thought this through, 80,000 sins, how many old ladies do I have to help walking across the street with bags to cover 80,000 sins? That's a bunch, Mike. That's a bunch, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, before yeah. we get to a break, I, I, this this article that was in Sports Spectrum that they did with Gavin that I just, uh, again, we're talking to Gavin Floyd, former Major League Baseball pitcher. I'm going to get one more quote from him. And after he, he talked about the, the book, The Cure, and it, and it says, turns out God wasn't who Floyd thought he was. And this is quoting Gavin Floyd. The book is very instrumental in my life because I learned that I was justified in Christ. A huge light bulb came on. It was enormous for me. Yeah. And I feel just, I know exactly how he's feeling. He loves me through the things I struggle with. I felt free to live, uh, free to live with him without condemnation, guilt, and shame. I guess I didn't understand the full gospel until then. Justification is so deep. You read Romans, oh and you're going to love this, Pastor, and it's so rich with justification. It was like, I just said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, it's mm. quoting Gavin Floyd. I, I, This article for me, there was four or five different uh, parts where I just started laughing. I was like, man, he is just, he's writing my, my whole life right there. Let's get to a break. Yeah. On the other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation Former Major League Baseball pitcher, Philadelphia Phillies, the White Sox, the Braves, the Indians, the Blue Jays. He is Gavin Floyd, and we'll continue with him on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He is Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest, former Major League Baseball pitcher, Gavin Floyd. Hey, Gavin, when we ended the last segment, 
you know that that quote for me and 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 you know we talked during the breaks and you said look i i haven't really thought of that article for a while but it's amazing how it just it rings out to guys like me that when when you 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 when the light bulb goes on and and you know that the lord loves us through our struggles it does. It frees us up, man. It frees us up from. Yeah. I it's look. I my favorite book is the Book of Ephesians. You try to put on the full body of armor every day, and sometimes you fail before you get out of bed. And if I was back being a young Christian, I would get out of bed, and 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 my first sin would happen, and I would think I just blew the whole day. And he can't accept me because of this. And then once that light bulb went on for me, and it sounds like for you as well. Boy, it it just it frees you up to to live for him. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's um, you know, I um when I uh went through uh, this, it went from you know, to a praise, you know, I praised him. It was like almost like he he wiped everything away and he like I like I said like loved me through my mistakes. And at that point did I um did I understand the weight of my sin? I I took my sin differently than before. It was it wasn't a uh, you know a free card per se, or a free ticket to sin. It was it was like man, uh, if you look at the picture of what he or the story of what he did, he went to amazing lengths. Um, gruesome lengths to to save us and that uh i looked at sin way different when i understood how he justified me and uh us and everybody who believes in him um and sin became um uh, i looked at sin differently and i was able to Understand Ephesians like we talked about of body of armor, taking it up every day, and and uh, you know being prepared and and because Jesus talked about not just actions, he talked about heart issues, you know, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's overwhelming when you try to try to have good heart issues, which are impossible to change only by the grace of God, mm-hmm. and and uh, and then you have on top of that, you know, physical issues or addictions or whatever it is that you have, it's like, uh, um, it's overwhelming. So when I understood the justification part, it was, it was a, it was a joy. I mean, it was like a celebration and I looked at life as an opportunity to share him every day. Uh, looked at my, my, the clubhouse differently. I, I, w- I looked at those guys that I alienated because I couldn't, I needed to step away and not be influenced by what I was doing with certain guys, you know, mm-hmm. and I looked at those guys differently as like, you know, I'm going to love them, man, you know, because Christ loved me, loved us first, I'm, you know, and, sure. and, and uh, I looked at, my lens changed completely, you know. That's a great point, mm-hmm. that's when you, that's your lens and I always thought that I have to avoid not not only and in, 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 you know Gavin we haven't talked about any of the struggles that you had but I the articles that I've read the word addiction came, came up and and I don't know if you're drinking or drugging or both but look I I was so ashamed by it 
And I never wanted to really talk about it. Then we started doing this show, and I tried to really, you know, just kind of like on the surface maybe touch a little bit. And then I talked to Pastor, and I talked to some other guys, and they said, look, when you make that comment about some guys, the worst they've ever done is steal a candy bar, and then the things that you've done, if you're willing to talk about that, there are guys that are out there struggling with the stuff that you used to struggle with. And we can't, you know, us guys at the worst we ever do is stand the candy bar. We can't go to those guys and say, we know what you're going through. But a guy like you, if you're willing to open up and not be ashamed and not be embarrassed about your past life, you can reach some guys. Yeah, and I absolutely. know, yeah, I absolutely. know there are some coaches, you know, I, I've been a basketball coach for 36 years. I know some of these guys and they listen to this show and, and I know that they know. And if they ever call me and say, hey, let's talk about this, because I know what you used to be like years ago, and I see you walking a little different right now, and I listen to you and the things that you're saying, man, all they have to do is call me, and I'll have this conversation, because I'm not ashamed of, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed. It's what I was doing back then, and I'm not doing it anymore. Amen. That's and, uh, good. And, and, and that is awesome, because we need men like that. I needed men like that that would be open to share and, and, and help through and care and love and, and be like, you know, we're all in the same boat here, you know, it, no matter what we do, you know, what we, our paths are, you know, uh, we, we have a solution and, and it's a relationship with Christ, you know, and, and help to walk through that with people, with men for me were, was crucial that we're Christians. Yeah. You know, the, the, the um, theme music for this show Pastor Marlon Locke is a, is a pastor here in the city of Milwaukee, and th- uh, there's a line in the song that says, I am not the man I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. Mm-hmm. And we, we use that music for that line, for that specific line, because that I can't say it any better than that. I, I'm not nearly the man I want to be, but boy, I thank God. Like every day, I'm not the man I used to be. And the guys, hey, Gavin, yeah. another quick question before we get to a break. We've had on some some some, you know, former professional athletes that said, "Look, there there was a time in my life that I thought I had everything I wanted. I was I was you know high up in my career, one of the better players in our league. I had all the money I needed. My wife was a ten. My girlfriend was a ten. I had two cars, three houses." And I, I, I was sad. I wasn't happy. And I couldn't figure out why. Did you go? And, 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 and you don't need to talk about that my wife is a 10 and my girlfriend is a 10. But I'm saying, did you realize, you know, you were at the top of your game. Did you realize at one point, like, I've been, this is everything I've searched for and I'm still not happy? Uh, it, 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 it was a, a reminder pretty much every day that, you know, because thing when when that happens, your world changes. You know, your perspective. You're so uh, you people look at you differently. Relationships, family, everything changes in a sense of uh, your sphere. You know, and um, it pe- people come out of woodworks. Every you know, it's just like a lot of things. Your attention and the accessibility to things, and it's amazing how. Um, it it is a sad existence in a sense it's it's a it's a not a sad, it, it can be sad but it's very empty i should say um a selfish existence a very empty existence 
Very much so. Yeah, you're living for the next big thing, and then it's over, and oh, brother, here I go again. Yeah, yeah. And you, and if you're if you're aware of the temporality of of things, uh, even uh, purchasing or uh, uh, pleasure seeking, or you know whatever, an alcohol or or tobacco or or um, you know the internet, you know whatever it is, it's uh, it, how temporal how how that cyclical it is and you're like i'm just going in circles right here this is like and i and i feel the same even when i purchase that or when i when it disappears you know it's like yeah. it's very empty it's it's a filler and it and doesn't last it does not he is gavin floyd former major league baseball pitcher uh philadelphia philly chicago white Sox, atlanta braves indians toronto blue jays we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we've got one short segment left. I'm going to ask him if he's if he had a chance to come up to Milwaukee and throw either at County Stadium or Miller Park, and then we'll find out. I know you love asking, you know, yeah, what was his high, what highlight, was the highlight of your low career? Light, something, and whether it was high school or it was uh, you know single A ball or professional baseball, when he thinks back to his career, you know what uh, what what was the greatest highlight for him. And then I'm going to ask him if he could pitch one more inning. What uniform would he put on? Be the Phillies, White Sox? Maybe it would be his high school team. We'll find out. Again, he is Gavin Floyd, our special guest. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, Gavin Floyd. You know, I've said former. It might not be former because he, he might be making a comeback. He has pitched with the Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, Atlanta Braves, Indians, Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, he's starting to throw again. Maybe you're, I should fly down the floor to get in the batter's box. Man. <laughs> he'll pull, he'll pull something before he gets out Gavin, of the dugout. You better have a lot of baseballs because I'm going to start losing these. I'm going oh, to tell you, your only chance is right now. So I'm, I'm going to Florida. Oh, that is beautiful, Gavin. You, you know I what? will remember that yeah, one. And I've and been I, waiting for a comeback yeah, like that for that's a long awesome. time. I can't even hit a slow pitch softball than church softball league anymore. But I might go lefty on you and just try to pull one. I Oh, I'm just kidding. I talk a lot of smack up here in Milwaukee, man, no doubt. Hey, we got a, just a short segment, so I've got a couple of questions for you. If you, if you for the, with the teams that you've played for so far, if you could go right now and throw a couple innings, what uniform would you put on? The, exist, the, the ones I've played for? Yes. Oh, man. I don't think there was one that I wouldn't uh, want to play for, you know, um, I have a lot of memories in Chicago, so it's uh, and some really beginning memories with uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago is a beautiful city, and in uh, uh, Toronto, we we really enjoy Toronto. And um, I mean, yeah, Atlanta, Cleveland. I mean, um, man, it's hard to hard to say. Just uh, 
I'm I'm in a position where I'm looking for an opportunity. So any opportunity is great, you know. So I'm just to be able to throw the did, ball did, again would be amazing. Did did, <laughs> did you get a chance to, to to pitch against the Brewers here in Milwaukee? Yeah, I did. Um, I play, I pitched against them when I was the Phillies and uh, the White Sox. Uh, Miller I don't Park. I think I did with the Braves. Yeah, I would think but, Miller Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Miller Park several times. I want to say three or four times. Now tell us and, you'd love uh, to become a pitch in Miller yeah. Park regularly. Well, I, hopefully we've roughed you up a little bit. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully my brew crew boys, you know, roughed you up a little bit and you know hit a couple in the gap and you know that kind of. Look, I'm a brewer guy. I, I'm sorry, Gavin. I know you've been kind to give us your time, but my loyalty no. is with the Milwaukee Brewers. Understandable, understandable. I, I You'd get, have to look back, but I think there was a spring training game that maybe like one of those like, exhibition games that they they hit me a little bit. <laughs> hey, yeah. Gavin, what was your most uh, as you think back in in baseball uh, or sports in general? What what was the most exciting, uh, thrilling, fulfilling either game, pitch, hit, bucket, or wh- whatever you did? Mm. What, can you can you think back of that? Man, um, you know, I think the most on the top of the list was probably my the first game I ever was able to pitch at um, Citizens Bank Park um, in Philadelphia. I think uh, just as a 21-year-old and you're there for a September call-up and you're filling in for Randy Wolf because he's injured and you get, you know, st- you know every fifth day and that, that one first inning, I just I, – it just – remembers like I was so overwhelmed I got done the first inning and I was like I'm done you know I you know, probably wiped I, out I physically <laughs> yeah I'm so, like and I'm like hold on you know I had to catch myself because I was I was just like so excited and then I was like wait a minute I, I gotta go back out there stay focused you know yeah. like it's like so, so what it was, so, uh, so how did you pitch that first inning uh, I think it was one two three oh uh, my first strikeout was uh cliff or uh um. Oh shoot! It was um. Uh, I can't. That's all right. Sorry. No. It was um. Yeah, it was from the Mets. Cliff I, uh, Floyd. Yeah, it's that, it's that memorable, right? Was it Cliff <laughs> Cliff Floyd? Cliff. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say Cliff Floyd. Oh man, he. I, yeah. I man. That. He's good. I, you know what? You know your baseball. Last name I, was Floyd. I caught one. My whole life at at going to going to County Stadium and going to Miller Park, foul I ball. caught one foul ball, Cliff, Cliff Floyd, Floyd on the match. <laughs> and you know it. what? I'm not kidding. We're sitting in in the seats for the radio station, and my son Matthew and his buddy Tommy St. Peter, and and Terry said. Boy, when lefties come up, we got to be careful. And my son said, oh, "I got you. I'll, I'll protect you, mom." Cliff Floyd hit a BB right at her. I put my hand oh. on the side of her head, and it hit me right in the hand, and it dropped, and I picked it up. And my son had dove out of the way. It was, and so we all signed it, and it was Cliff Floyd. Isn't How about that funny, that, man? That's great. Hey, I got really wow. quick before we get out. Good news, bad news, Pastor. Yeah. Here, let me read this. Good news. On uh, July 24th, and it was uh, the Blue Claws he was pitching for, Gavin. He threw a no-hitter against the Lexington Legends. That's the good news. You want to know the bad news? He yeah. lost one nothing. He <laughs> lost. He loses. He threw a no-hitter. They a pair of errors in the sixth inning, and he loses one nothing the first time. 
since 1966, a pitcher had uh, lost with a no-hitter. Matt, Gavin, sometimes the luck just in a, isn't uh, with us. Matt, I really appreciate your time, brother. Real quick, to extend on that, uh, in high school I threw a no-hitter. It was against B.J. Upton's team uh, in high school, and uh, I lost. So you haven't done real well with no hitters. (laughs) No, and then I had a no hitter in uh, double A, and I got taken out in the uh, ninth inning, or yeah, ninth or seven. I don't know if they were seven innings or nine innings that time, but uh, I think it was nine. Why would it be seven? It was probably nine. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking high school, Um, and uh, we lost that game too. Uh, So no hitters. um, One hitters are good. We win with those. So. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, if you talk to Scott Linebrook again, you tell him we said thank you, that he took uh, the time. And Mickey Weston, that we know well, uh, him and Tom Roy with UPI, I want to thank those guys again. Yeah. But, yeah, that's awesome. Gavin Floyd, thanks so much. Good luck with your comeback. And uh, if there's anything that you need from us boys up here in Milwaukee, please don't hesitate to call. Thank you. It was great talking to you guys. You got okay, it. thank you, Gary. Pastor, it's good to yeah, see you. Good to see you, Mike. Thanks thank for you. listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.